Well, tonight we're gonna have a pizza party. Pizza party, pizza party, pizza party, pizza party, pizza party, pizza party. Hello, welcome to another episode of Gimme Pizza, a Mary-Kate and Ashley podcast. I am your host, Amity Hansen, and on this week's episode, I have Kyle Hillier on the show. You may have filled out his survey. Um, I know I did. He wrote a paper on Mary-Kate and Ashley Instagram fandom. Um, and so he talks about that. He talks about his findings. Super fun episode. Really interesting. Um Please rate, review, subscribe um, on Apple Podcasts. Check out the Etsy store, also the website, mkapodcast.com. Um, I don't really have much housekeeping for you guys. I am doing um, every other week episodes, trying to keep up with that um, in these crazy times. But yeah, I mean, that's all I have. Um, here is the episode. Hi. Hey. How's it going? It's going okay. How are you? I'm good. I'm so glad that you're able to be on I know. the podcast. I'm so happy. I'm sorry that like it took time. I had like a random burst of like busyness unexpectedly, like in the past like few months that just I don't know. Oh, I completely understand. <laughs> I get just like I'll have like so much free time and then all of a sudden I'll get so busy and my energy just goes to zero right and i have honestly. no more brain space <laughs> honestly i feel you that's <laughs> so much <laughs> yeah it's it can be rough yeah and it, especially in these times with like covid and everything it's, it's just i don't even know how to explain anything anymore like everything <laughs> is just so odd at the minute that it's like i'm just like trying to do each day yeah like, basically let let it happen whatever happens just go with it yeah. right now yeah. yeah no i i completely understand <laughs> um so let's i guess start off like i'm re- i are i'm already recording okay cool um yeah so why don't you tell the listeners a little bit uh, about yourself and your your like i guess your background with mary kate and ashley mm-hmm. and how you got interested mm-hmm. in them well, I, it's interesting because I never really, I'm 21, I was born in 1999, and I never yeah. grew up really with them at all. Um, I don't think you'd think they're that big of a thing in the UK as much as they are in the States. Like, I knew of them growing up. My sister's five years older than me, so she had some sort of interaction with them now and again, but I was never really immersed in their extensive lines of merchandise or any of that stuff right um yeah and I think it kind of came through when I was sort of in my teens and I think I was sort of on tumblr a lot and seeing like great pictures of them and being like wow they're really cool and then just slowly (laughs) sort of like completely delved into everything about them and started with sort of their um I think more sort of their mid-2000s sort of paparazzi phase Obviously, mm-hmm. that was, like, not great for them. But it's, like, an iconic <laughs> phase, yeah. like, in pop culture. So I think I kind of became really... I'm very interested in, like, pop culture and the idea of celebrity and whatnot. So I came sort of in through that end and then just, like, was obsessed and was watching everything about them and then got really into the row and all their fashion stuff. And I don't know. I just really 
took it on board. I've got like, speaking of, I've got a pillow. Oh my God. <laughs> that is so cool. I know. My friend got me it for my 20th birthday, I think. And it's just iconic oh. because like, hello, and also you've got like Britney on it and yeah. Jamie Lynn as well. But like, hello, Twisted Sisters. Come on. It's so good. <laughs> oh my God. I know. No, yeah. So for, for everyone listening, I'll post a picture of okay. that for sure. <laughs> Um, but it is a pillow with like just an image of one of the like tabloid magazines that say Twisted Sister on yeah. it. Twisted Sisters with their faces. Yeah, is- that is incredible. Inside Mary Kate and Ashley's Weird World or something. It's just incredible. So yeah, that is so cool. Sleep with that every where night. did they find that? I think they made it on one of those online things where you could just like put on a photo. Oh yeah. So. That is such a good idea. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was very, very happy with that. That's so, a good gift. yeah. And then I slowly just sort of got a few more things. I've also got that book I sent a picture of you earlier, Ultimate Guys yeah. America and Ashley. I mean, people can't see it. I'm showing it, but um, yeah, that's really cool. I don't have that. It's I, I don't. I've never seen that. I don't even before. know. Maybe my, it's like UK specific. It might have been. My friend also got me this for the same birthday. Not that friend. A different <laughs> friend got me this, but um. It was more that era of they're like, you can't see these like the sort of photos. Oh. It's so awesome. He got it oh, on yeah. eBay. So I think it's, it might be a UK based product um, of that time, but it's kind of like an annual sort of thing. Um, oh, interesting. And I've got their like influence book and. Uh, oh yeah, that one's good. DVDs of their films and stuff. So yeah. Um, and I went to visit the row in London when it opened. The, How was that? It was it's scary it's like because it's so amazing in there I, I went and was just like terrified I walked past it first because it was like the second week it was open or something and I was going to visit my friend in London for her birthday and I walked past it first and was like I can't go in it was just like so it looks so prestige and like and then I was like no I can't not go in so right I would just like be worried that I would like break something or like somehow like sneeze on I don't I know and there was like there was a security guard at the door so I was like hi like I'm not I'm just coming to like admire the beauty I'm not gonna like and obviously I'm not gonna buy anything because it's all like very much out of my price range of something I could afford right um but uh it's just amazing and being able to like actually go into it all like and see everything they've made and it's just oh so cool and you told them you wouldn't buy anything no I just was like you know you go into a shop and it's so expensive and everything's so pristine you just feel out of place so I was just sort of like yeah "Mm, like just gonna look and like they obviously know I'm not gonna buy anything they can see what I'm wearing they can they're (laughs) not gonna be like this kid is gonna come in like yeah I feel like if you go to stores like that Mm -hmm. they like give you champagne they're like really trying to get you to (laughs) buy something because things are like five thousand dollars exactly for like yeah and yeah. So, and i think those people like the salespeople at those places make commission oh right so so they're probably really trying to like yeah butter yeah they were very polite they everything. said hello and everything and asked if i need any help and i was like i'm just looking i was i was even gonna like <laughs> see if i could try something on i was like i just feel too i just couldn't but I went and just yeah. like looked at everything and touched and felt the fabric someone was <laughs> oh like my God. oh luxurious <laughs> yeah when I was in New York the last time a few years ago I went to their offices oh. um 
and just like lurked outside. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there was like a security guard who knew what I was doing. I think you, I, I listen, I think you've spoken about that before on the podcast, haven't you? Yeah. I remember you talking about it. I would be completely yeah. the same. I would wait there for hours and just. Yeah, I was like, then I think I may have seen Mary Kate, yeah. but I think I saw something that they were like out of town that weekend. Right. But I, it did not stop me from l- just like lingering mm-hmm. yeah. at the offices. It's just so iconic to be like, this is where all the paparazzi yeah, photos are taken. Outside. This is where they smoke. Yeah. This is like where they work. Honestly. But I never went into the row store. Mm-hmm. I would be so nervous. I like dress, like obviously I can't afford it. No, that's the same <laughs> I'm, like, as wearing, me. Like, thrifted sweaters. Yeah, everything I wear is thrifted. I wear like, but yeah. I just... I, that's what I mean. I went past off. I was like, I can't go in. I can't go in. Like I feel too. And then I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to go in. Like they can't stop me. I'm yeah. allowed to. So. Right. Yeah. What are they going to say? You don't look yeah, like you can get afford out. this. You have to leave. Yeah. So I just. Um, I don't think but. But no, it was, it was amazing. My friend went to New York in early January and she went and her and her friend like stood outside the offices and like got someone to take photos as if they were the twins. It was amazing. <laughs> that is so cute. I know. I love that. It was amazing. I was very, very jealous. But again, she didn't yeah, see them I... at all. So yeah. Can you like I feel like you'd have to just lurk outside their offices day in yeah, and day out yeah. to run into them. It's... Which if I lived in New York, that's something I'd do. Be easy. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I would be I would get a a job right near there mm-hmm. like a juice place mm-hmm. make no money just to maybe see them literally and then every break <laughs> just go out there with a the coffee and wait and just wait like wait to deliver like, yeah hey do you want coffee, <laughs> <It was> coffee? <laughs> like pretend you're an intern yeah exactly oh my gosh i would die i would just, just completely die yeah so where you're in the uk yes. what part of the uk are you in? i'm in like the midlandy area i used to be south but i'm now in i live in a tiny little town which no one's ever heard of but it's in a place called Northamptonshire which is the county um so but it's a very small country so you can get anywhere pretty easily so I in London now and again and stuff like that so it's um nice yeah just sort of in the middle region yeah do you find that a lot of your friends and people your age are also into Mary Kate and Ashley or do you think it's pretty niche like where you are it's really niche I mean my best friend Chloe she is also very she loves them as well but I like introduced them to her and now she's obsessed with it so we can like be obsessed together which is great because like yeah I've like grew up always like sending my friends pictures of them being like oh my god they look amazing and they're like okay cool like yeah (laughs) not really like knowing about their life or anything but um yeah it's a lot more niche it's not too they uh, like I said even during their peak over there in the states I don't think they were that big over here um I know that like my friend's mum has America and Ashley hair dryer oh that's a good hair dryer right I when I was a kid my mom got it for for me for christmas and then she used it like it was in her bathroom even though it was my <laughs> hair dryer I, it was such a good hair dryer literally and I, I well she's had it for years like years and years and years so since it first came out which would have been i don't know during that era so what like the mid yeah like early 2000 mid 2000s yeah. yeah and um i keep being like to him like can you just like 
I was keep being like, look, I'll buy your mum a new hairdryer, but like, I just want the hairdryer. Like, can I have it? And he's like, oh, I'll see. Like, I just keep thinking about it. Like, I need to have the hairdryer. But um, yeah, no, I, I think you can find them on eBay. Yeah, I've, I've looked, but they still look like fairly pricey. So yeah, I think, you know, low-key collector's items. So I'm trying to get that out of him <laughs> first and foremost before I <laughs> reside to eBay to get it. But um yeah I it's not I don't think there's too much there was too much coverage on them over here as much Mm -hmm. um I remember growing up I remember I'd seen two of a kind Mm -hmm. and another one maybe but yeah it's a lot more niche over here and I think also with my age because it it wasn't I grew up between 1999 and you know you know, so I'm not, I wasn't during that, like, a real yeah. peak of, like, full of house, post full of house and all that. Um, right. Whereas people older than me, actually, it's, people, I do know people who do like them. People older than me have spoken about them with me. So maybe it's just not my age group that yeah. are as into it, so. Very cool. Mm. Yeah, I'm always so fascinated by people who got into them, who were, like, born, like, in the late 2000s or late 90s, who then find interest with them later because yeah. I I grew up like I cannot remember a time where I was not obsessed with Mary Kate yeah. Ashley and it started with Full House it started when I was very young and then it just kind of has stayed with me throughout my whole adulthood mm-hmm. so to me finding people especially that you're in the UK and you're like younger and in the UK and are still really into them. I think that's super cool. They just transcend. Right. That's what I mean. And like, all <laughs> they transcend age, everything, gender. They'd have no, they're just, they should just be respectful by everyone. That's what I think. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and they deserve it. I know. They deserve the respect. I remember one time I was very, <laughs> very drunk actually after a night out and I was just talking to my friends and I was like going in and being like, you just need to respect them for everything they've done. They did this, they did that. And my friends were like, okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> but like, I uh, just need more Mary Kate and Ashley friends. But I follow all the Instagrams yeah. and everything. And obviously I got onto yeah. them when they were older. So I, when I came into them, it was like during their sort of like current looks where they do all their, mm. the row and everything. So yeah, I don't know. I I, I like all of their, phases I don't even call them phases but their whole evolution I'm pretty interested in but um this, I mean cut their current whole like high fashion stuff is like probably my favorite yeah just because I, I didn't think... grow up with the big mass-produced stuff right that you don't have like the memory of being nostalgic yeah. for their like fashion line mm. like Walmart line mm. and everything yeah exactly yeah, I don't think I could really pinpoint a favorite era. It like it depends on my mood. It's so weird. Like sometimes I'm like I'm really into them when they had like the flipped hair. Oh, yeah, and iconic. It was like 2000 or 2001, and then other times I'm just like I only want to look at pictures of American Ashley from the last five years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm the same as well. Like sometimes it's all about that, and sometimes I'm like I just need to see their paparazzi photos one more time, and like I know it's just from like the mid 2000s and i don't know but and all their scandals like crazy i mean not yeah. not too crazy considering some scandals celebrity wise but 
they managed to keep things under wraps quite a lot but yeah stuff about like do you know like spencer pratt from the hills and he yeah. like, sold that photo mm-hmm. stuff like that i'm like yeah. that era is quite like when they were at like nyu slash yeah that sort of era as well i don't know i can't believe he did that that's so bizarre <laughs> i mean spencer pratt come on he's a we know what he's like he's a not a great person so yeah not surprised but i'm just like really like you're really gonna do that to them yeah yeah i always wonder stuff like duis or or anything that they've like because they've never been like had those to our knowledge or like any big scandals Mm. but there, there is a way for like people to scrub that from the internet and like make it so it's not part of yeah like the record so who knows they may have like been involved in like something and we'll just never know about it yeah exactly because they have the power to just like shut it down They're so powerful so powerful <laughs> i love them <laughs> they really really are um so tell me about your you did like was it your thesis well no so i just graduated from uh university so I just did my undergrad um okay and it was just an assignment. It wasn't my like final thing. It was just okay. one of my uh, modules was sort of a media module. I studied film, but oh, cool. yeah, you could kind of take it in any direction you wanted given the assignment title. You can work your own ways around things. So we did a, add a media module. Um, and it was the question that I had to answer was about the way that uh, fan cultures sort of stratify themselves within a hierarchy within their fan community oh interesting yeah so it was really interesting so there was a few readings that i had to use as sort of my like foundation um but i obviously really want to talk about mary kate and ashley fandom because yeah and specifically the instagram fans because i think that's where like really it's most thriving the, the fandom right it went from like it seems like tumblr mm. was the thing and then instagram is just mm-hmm. th- there's such a tier of, of little kids making those like videos yeah which is so bizarre to me and i mean of like so many celebrities have that like those fandoms with like the young kids yeah. but then there's like so many other mary kate and ashley accounts that it, it's i know insane. it's crazy so i and because i like follow them all and like i'm obsessed with all of them i was like it's perfect i'll just like use my own experience being a fan of Mary Kate and Ashley on Instagram and so I kind of just wrote about the way that the fans interact with each other on Instagram and how they how they interact with um the twins because obviously as we know they're so private so the interaction between them and the fans is so minimal that fans get all of their interaction out via each other on the fan accounts so it was kind of about that and about sort of um, the way that the fans view uh, how they, like I said, how they stratify themselves and where they place themselves in some sort of hierarchy or if there even is a hierarchy within the community. Yeah. Um, and it was really interesting, actually. Um, I don't know if anyone listening filled in the survey. I I did. Thank you. I I mean, I was so impressed and I was so pleased. I have to say thank you, first of all, to all of the accounts that put the survey on their story. Like, that was incredible. It really helped me so much. And everyone who um, 
who took part in it because I got 300 responses, which was... Oh, that's really a good sample size. Yeah, which was, yeah, it was really good. So I was like very pleased with that. I had a lot to work with. So that I was really pleased with. Um, and like some really cool answers. Most of it was yes and no answers because I need I needed mm-hmm. some sort of quantifiable data so we could do percentages. I think I had yeah. one question where you could write a little bit and some of the answers were like amazing. And someone was like, oh, I was an intern at the row. And like, they were like telling me about it. And I know it was crazy. I've been trying to like, I've like scoured LinkedIn, like looking for old interns right. and everything. So far I have not had anyone. <laughs> I've like emailed people and no one's really no one's replied. back to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. Someone was like, oh yeah, I was an intern at the row and they went a bit into, I can't remember. I don't have all my written answers, responses with me. I've got my um, other notes, but they sort of went into a bit in depth about their sort of um, working habits, like the twins and stuff like that. And it was so great. And I was like, I was like, I basically met them now. Like I've interacted with an intern from the road. Like I basically met Mary Kay and Ashley. Yeah, that's how I feel when I've talked to like people that have been in their movies and stuff. I'm like, (gasps) yeah, it's like, (laughs) like, oh my gosh. Oh my God, what? Now, like, I'm, like, Facebook friends with, like, somebody from their movies that's and insane. shows. And I'm, like, I'm, like, I this is too much for me to handle. Honestly, that's insane. <laughs> I would be crying every day if I was you because that's amazing. <laughs> See, I just, like, want to get, like, that tiny bit closer. And that's the thing I found with the study is that with a lot of people, because they're so private, like, the way that they interact with the the row and with Elizabeth and James is like really how they take their fandom on board and like makes it feel like they're close to the, the girls in that way, uh-huh. which was really interesting. Yeah. Um, that is, yeah. Yeah. It's really, uh, I found a lot of cool stuff. So yeah. Thanks to everyone who took part. It yeah. was amazing. What were some of your questions for the, for the survey so yeah i've got my uh whole essay here i've been like making notes on it so (laughs) to sort of summarize it easily the readings that i had to do that found like were the foundations of it were based on theories sociological theories about um how society views culture and high culture and low culture and class divisions and there's all different sort of things so there's a concept called cultural capital which is basically your knowledge of a certain thing that places you at high in in society high cultural capital is like i'm doing quotation marks here because it's so skewed and like outdated and whatnot but it's all like you know going to the opera and knowing about art and stuff right so applying that to fandom it's like fan cultural capital so knowing about the girls and about their life and like maybe where they ate dinner last night or where they did this and did that that would be like high fan cultural capital like the knowledge of their lives yeah I didn't even think about that yeah so it's kind of basically (laughs) applying a fan hierarchy to a hierarchy of greater culture in society yeah um so I'm just have a little read of some things about what I found some of it was really interesting um so the idea of the fan cultural capital I said one of the questions I asked was do you pride yourself in gaining or having knowledge about the lifestyle of the Olsen twins given their private nature um and 42.5 percent said yes so obviously that's not the majority 
there's still a large fraction uh-huh. of people who consider it like a rewarding thing to know that they have more knowledge about the girls than maybe other people um yeah so that was interesting um and there's all concepts about the idea of the dominating fracture of the bourgeoisie i'm getting a bit technical here so no i love that i love that i'm so interested by like the academic side of yeah what is just like for me a fun fandom Uh, but knowing that there's like a whole thing that you can study is fascinating Mm, yeah so please be academic okay cool i mean (laughs) try and stay with me because there's a lot of like i might throw out some terminology here and if you don't understand anything just shout at me and tell me to slow down (laughs) to explain something so the dominating fracture of the bourgeoisie is basically the top i'm doing quote marks again top end Mm -hmm. of society and the quote here is just that um these people are intellectuals and artists who have like this special power to give aesthetic redefinition to objects already defined as art but in another mode so mary Mm -hmm. kate and ashley would come under that because their art would be fashion and they are in that top um tier of these artists and intellectuals um and they sort of give their own aesthetic redefinition through the uniqueness of the row because it's such a high quality brand a high fashion brand so mm-hmm. you know how it's all about the fit it's all about the quality there's they're very much in tune with the whole that side of it and then the fans are the petite bourgeoisie so the consumers basically and it's kind of skewed because the theory that i worked on um who was is written by a man called matt hills is kind of says that fans although being able to see this art and recognize that it is high art don't have sufficient knowledge of a wider spectrum of fashion and art to be able to fully understand it or appreciate it in an aesthetical manner which i do not agree with first of all yeah um <laughs> and i do actually prove it wrong later on so within this community that's not the case at all um uh-huh. so and i also just have to quickly do a disclaimer that all of these things are very um this is like a completely theory-based um argument by this guy and none of this is my own personal opinion until it gets okay. to america and ashley and, and like my actual studying um so i said i did ask a question i said do you feel that owning items from their collections places you at a higher loyal fan status this was really interesting because 29.8 cents said yes so 70% of the 300 people who answered um, basically said that owning something didn't, they didn't feel like it made them a higher fan or, or a more loyal fan, sorry, which I agree with. I guess I wouldn't, yeah. cons- considering a lot of their stuff is out of reach for a lot of people. Right. But what then was interesting was the next question I did was, do you feel that online communities on Instagram, so you know, the Mary Kate and Ashley fan community on Instagram, do you think that they hold attainment of Mary Kate and Ashley produced products as being a more loyal fan? And then 51.6% said yes. So that was interesting because I've never, I mean, I don't know how deep into the Instagram fan community I am than other people, but it was interesting that first of all, people said, oh, I don't think that because... I don't own something. I'm less of a loyal fan. But the minute that like Instagram and this idea of public perception was thrown into it, people thought um, that the communities on there sort of 
suggest that you're a better fan or a more loyal fan for owning something of theirs. Uh huh. So I thought that was interesting because I I don't think I've noticed that particularly. I think, I think like I have noticed that a little bit okay. once you get into like because there's so many like collector mm. um like Instagram accounts right yeah or accounts that that do you know. And I, I mean, I'm kind of guilty of this too because I have like a collection and everything that I like post about, but I wouldn't say that I think that it makes me like a more loyal fan, just like more privileged to be able to have things from my childhood because yeah. I don't buy a lot of stuff now. Mm-hmm. Um, I sometimes get into like eBay holds and, and buy a little here and there, but it's just like, I think a privilege for a lot of people to have. Mm. Yeah the stuff that they have yeah so that's what i just i found that interesting first and foremost that yeah there was a sudden shift on personal opinion versus when some sort of social perception was put into there but i think maybe as well right. there's not enough room to talk about the way that instagram is kind of just bad for comparing yourself generally no totally i was just thinking that just like just in life or anything yeah. you might not think that it makes you a better person to have like expensive things but then if you follow influencers mm. you like think that they put that those as like high importance yes. of being stylish yeah. or or whatever a good decorator yeah exactly so i think i mean i only had like certain amounts that i could talk i only had a certain amount of word limit so i really had a mm-hmm. much bigger project planned about who their fans were before and where people picked up and it but I had to cut it down a lot <laughs> but I would have gone yes. way more into that and about the idea of like online communities and how that's a an issue and yeah um what else did I ask that was interesting oh I just thought I asked about sort of which of their brands they people appreciated more and why between sort of the row and Elizabeth and James um uh-huh. And the row was mentioned 199 times. And all the time it was mentioned with luxury, with high quality uh-huh. and stuff. And Elizabeth and James was 106 times. And everyone said they loved it because it was affordable, mm-hmm. which is obvious. And that's, I expected that 100%. And a lot mm-hmm. of people were saying, you know, finally their bougie lifestyle is affordable for the masses. That's a quote I've gotten, um, <laughs> which is really uh Cool. I loved that they did that, especially when they did the whole, the Coles collection. I mean, I can't get any over here. I mean, I probably could if I tried hard enough, but. Right. I'm going to try harder to get some Elizabeth James stuff. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting based on the like whole theory side of it. It's interesting because the theory says that sort of fans of these people can't really get to, the, to their level because they're not, involved within a culture that allows them to but everyone sort of shuts that down in all their answers which was great yeah i thought that was really cool um everyone said the rose art combined with philosophy wrapped up in clothing someone said that i thought that was really like a really cool way that's like so chic i know (laughs) they're like the rose art combined with philosophy i was like that's like yes come on so uh someone said the the effort the olsons make to merge art and galleries with the row is admirable um it's everyone had some really good responses and it really went to show like the way that people understand their work you know yeah um and 
what accounts like shared the uh, survey? Because I know I saw it on Olson Oracle. Yes. Um, did any of like the the accounts that kind of geared towards them when they were younger share it too? Yeah, and actually, an account came to me and said, "Can I put it on?" After seeing it on oh. other accounts, and they yeah. they their account was geared to the sort of nostalgic younger connection. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, which was interesting, and I actually I'll cut to that bit now. Let me just get through my notes. I do did talk a lot about specific accounts, so like Austin Oracle, Alice, and stuff. They were so helpful, and the boy about town. Um, oh yeah mm-hmm. obviously the classics so um, yeah, right. there's concepts about societal capital within all of this sorry I'm getting a bit more back into the oh no no keep going <laughs> this is it fascinating for me <laughs> so societal capital is basically um, the network of fan friends and acquaintances as well as the access to media producers and professional personnel linked with the object of fandom um, and so those with very, very high fan cultural capital will have societal capital because they will become executive fans, um, mm-hmm. therefore possessing high level of fan social capital. So that's all quote from this reading. Um, and then they will then have this thing called symbolic capital, which is where basically the conjunction of cultural capital and societal capital and everything sort of shows itself within what they do. So I thought that was really interesting to discuss, obviously considering it was all about Instagram fandom. Um, and I, I did ask a question where I asked if, if respondents relied heavily on awesome fan accounts in the obtain of, in, of information surrounding live twins and 91.5% said they did, which is again, yeah. understandable. Like we said, it's like the, the biggest sort of fandom space i'd say at this point is instagram right yeah i would agree with that for sure and then i was thinking about um that idea of societal capital and these executive fans and i did mention olsen oracle so when i when i wrote this so when i wrote this it was may and i've written in here 92.2k followers and i checked again today and she's now got 107k so she's gone up in what was that like half a year almost yeah she's just like constantly climbing yeah I mean I've been um a follower since like her first week I remember just being like oh my god yes yeah these pictures are great and so just seeing her her like explosion Mm -hmm. I mean people who are like famous follow her yeah and it's so like lord follows I think yeah she's just like great I I love I've been trying to get her on the podcast and I think she's a little shy but (laughs) she's so sweet that she's so lovely when I've spoken to her and she helped me out so much no she's great um so and I was I put in here about how she is one of those executive fans with this societal capital within the the community because she's been featured in I don't know if it's more but in May she was featured in 10 articles all about you know some of them were about Mary-Kate and Ashley and they referenced her images that she'd uploaded or even just mentioned the fact that there were fan accounts. But there's whole articles just about her account, you know, uh-huh. on what I've got here, Vogue Australia, Vogue Russia, L Canada, Vice.com about, um, you know, what yeah. Mary Kate and Ashley fan account was one, the wild obsessive world of Mary Kate and Ashley Instagram fan accounts. And they all kind of talk about how these specific accounts keep everyone up to date with these stars that was so massive and then just kind of, faded on that whole public persona um so that was really interesting to me and i 
uh, referenced a few of the accounts in there who helped me out. And I, and I said, I, I even um, sort of, I, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I, um, oh, words gone from my head, but I, I knew myself. Oh, no, it's okay. I knew myself that these were the accounts to go to because I knew them myself. Mm-hmm. So I kind of um, validated that concept because I knew myself from being within the community that these were the people I should go to to ask to put my survey on this story. And luckily they did. So it was interesting. Um, I'm trying to see what other questions had some good answers, but really, oh yeah. So I said, considering, I said, considering the privacy of the Olsons, do you slash would you feel that owning their products creates their presence in your life? And 14.9% strongly agreed, 52.7% agreed. So nearly 70% fully agreed on that. So yeah, it's interesting to see the way that um, their brands and their products are so embedded in fan interaction, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. Whenever I buy something that was like designed by them or even just like their name on it, I just like feel a little closer. Yeah. To like obtaining their sort of lifestyle, even though I'm buying, you know, a forty dollar pair of pants from Coles. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I, I I'm like they signed up signed up on this, so yeah, exactly. It's and someone even said that in uh, one of the answers. They said someone said, like, "Oh, I emulate their style whenever I can." And someone said, um, "I can't let me find it," but. Some of them were basically, Evan just basically saying that, um, oh, everyone said about how the road was so aspirational that it was this sort of goal they wanted to reach. And yes, it is goals. Like to own something from that would just be like, I've made it. Oh, yeah. And I've looked at like eBay and stuff and it's still out of my price range. <laughs> oh, don't. I know. And like, I I see, I think it's like Alice and maybe who's Olsen Oracle um, and maybe others like, sometimes just get it sent to them occasionally from from people so she must have like loads of connections that we're not even aware of she got like a box of elizabeth and james stuff right yeah like when it came out i was like yeah girl (laughs) you have made it like someone just sent it to her someone's just like like, you should have it like i think somebody who worked at elizabeth and james or at coles or something which is which, I mean, it's perfect spawn. Oh, 100%. right, like perfect for them to like give her the the most yeah. iconic Olsen fan account to like like that's yeah. advertising. I'm like, girl, you should have gotten like paid. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> like, hashtag ad. Hashtag. Yeah, seriously, like, girl, get that spawn. Like, yeah. make that money. Make that money. Account. Yeah, honestly. Um, I thought it was interesting as well, like. Was it recently there was like a bit of tea with like an account that turned themselves just into their public account and they gained all these followers from being an American Ashley fan account? I don't want to like gossip on the podcast, but like I might. I mean, you can. I can always cut stuff too okay, if you cool. want to like truly spill tea. Because okay. I've been like kind of taking a step back from like diving into it. Yeah. So I was just like on social media so much. Yeah. So I missed like some of the accounts that were like posting like like pictures of them in like like the coffee shop and stuff Mm. i heard that that was like 
Some people didn't that like was that. So, there was one account, and I can't even remember. It wasn't long ago, but they completely disappeared and took off. All, it was a Mary-Kate and Ashley, obviously, fan account. And then they completely took it off and like sort of disappeared and then came back as just their public, changed the name and everything. Oh, yes, yes. I remember this. Yeah? Yeah. I just remember there was like a bit of tea being thrown around on like stories of different accounts being like, oh, like, and I was like, oh, the tea, but like, I got <laughs> yeah. live for it. So, but um, yeah, that was interesting as well that like the minute an account sort of did that, everyone was like, no, stop. Yeah, because then that's just a way for you to just have a ton of, like, thousands and thousands of followers for your personal account. Exactly, exactly. And I I even remember, I think I went onto my Instagram and before seeing what happened and saw the picture of her and was like, who's this? Like, I don't remember following this person. Same. Same. And I was like... I I also had that same thought. Yeah, I was like, I don't remember following this person. And I was like, oh, she she looks like really like Mary Kay or like I went to her account. I was like, huh, interesting. I was like, okay. And then like, I saw it all after I was like, Oh, that's that. So that's what you did. Yeah. Oh Um, yeah. There was a lot of pushback mm -hmm, from the mm -hmm. Olsen fan community for that. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's why I just found it really interesting. And I got so much interesting. uh, like I said, I really wanted to do like a much bigger project. Like in my mind, when I first um, sort of told my tutor my draft, he was like, whoa, <laughs> like cut it down. Because I was, right. I was a bridge. He was like, that could be your like whole dissertation. And I was like, I know right. I did something else with dissertation, but I wanted to do like who grew up with their work and then who discovered them at a later date and then how they each had different perceptions of them and where they overlapped and stuff like that. And, uh-huh. and you know, for example, where the question says, does owning something from one of their brands create a presence in your life? Like whether that is kind of replacing the feeling you got as a child when you would get one of their toys or one of their books or hair dryers or something. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That would be like really interesting to study. I think like I see if that's psychologically or sociologically, but like I was gonna do like a whole thing, and they were like, "No, you need to, you need to uh, filter it a little bit and tone it down." Because yeah. I had like three and a half thousand words to write, and I was like, oh, "It's too much." But right, yeah. But um, yeah, it was like my favorite assignment I've ever done. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> could talk just about America and Ashley and the fans for. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I know definitely when I was younger, I and I don't think I consciously did this because I was, you know, like seven to like 13 getting their Walmart stuff. And I didn't even think about how I felt kind of like prideful mm. in my Mary-Kate and Ashley collection. It was almost like I didn't know anybody else who was like that obsessed. And so I thought it was weird but I also secretly was like, I have the Mary Kate and Ashley like Walmart boots and skirt. <laughs> like I'm more stylish than you because I dragged my mom to Walmart to get like yeah. <laughs> this cheap, these yeah. cheap clothes. But I definitely felt like secretly like you guys don't get it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Well, and now 
Mary Kane Ashley are like iconic. So exactly. I was right. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> and I've been, I've been like that with so, especially when I was younger, I was like that with so many things. Um, I mean, obviously, I only got into Mary Kane Ashley when I was later, and I wasn't as sort of like in that way. But when I was younger, I was so like that with so many things. And like when I was in something, I was like needed everything to do with it. And like, oh, I was so obsessed with Buffy, so obsessed with Buffy the Vampire Slayer growing oh, up. I so never like, watched, I've never watched that. Oh, <laughs> it is like, it made me who I am basically. Like it changed my life. It is phenomenal. But I collected like everything. Like, and again, Buffy was very 90s. Maybe I have like this like 90s nostalgia I didn't even realize existed for no apparent oh, yeah. reason. But um, like, I wanted every figurine and every comic and every, and I, I would buy repeat comics that I already had, but I just wanted the more I had. I was like, that's how I was yeah. with Mary Kate and Ashley stuff. Like I have the same books. Like I was just like, in case you lost one. Yeah. Right. What are you can do then? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, so I would have to like hoard all these things <laughs> just in case I like lost lost something i've done that with shoes too like from target i'm like these are cheap enough i can buy two like, <laughs> in case one breaks and of course they're cheap ass shoes so they they break yeah i have my backup sandal so it's actually the most genius idea ever yeah especially if you find something at like a thrift store mm. and you're like okay this book i have it but this book is like two dollars so yeah. i have to buy it yeah, again exactly or multiple co- i've seen at like goodwill multiple copies of the same Mary Kate and Ashley book and I buy all of them <laughs> yeah you've got to that's what I mean like it's so I wish I was part of that when I was younger and like got into the whole collecting of their stuff but um again I don't think it was as accessible over here or if there was as much yeah no because I think you guys do you you have Walmart in we have the UK right well we have Asda which is from walmart family i think i think it's called asda walmart but okay. everyone just calls it asda so i think that that is like a strain of walmart that's over here okay but it's not okay walmart but yeah okay because i do remember reading um when i've done like research on them that there was a point where they did get like a contract with like some place in the uk to get like their clothes and everything in the uk but i don't think that you guys got as much stuff as we did yeah i don't know where that would have that would be interesting to find out actually where that would have been but no i think it was a little, lot more limited over here considering they probably wouldn't have sold as much anyway right uh, right, right, right. As, as big over here i don't think um mm-hmm. but yeah i wish they were <laughs> yeah and i the the copies like i torrented two of a kind like it's been like 10 years. I like torrented two of a kind in like 2009. Yeah. And a torrent is from like a British Disney. Like, I I don't know what type of like Disney channel you ha- you guys have. Oh yeah. Everybody was just Disney channel. Yeah. Yeah. I know. But it was like a, a from like the UK and I thought, and it was on, way later than it was on in the u.s like it stopped being in syndication i think in um still like the really early 2000s Mm. and then this was definitely from like mid 2000s which i thought was interesting because two of a kind was just like not in syndication as much Mm. at some point i was like 
why did they why did they get it in like 2007 or like 2006 <laughs> and we didn't like that is a travesty yeah I remember watching two of a kind on tv when I was younger and my because my first thought was like this is the parent trap <laughs> I remember being like this is the parent trap but it's America oh are you talking about it takes two? Oh, it takes two sorry what did you say yeah no so two of a kind was their uh two of a kind tv, was the show. TV show yeah no sorry yeah. yeah two of a kind but it takes two is basically the parent trap except they're not related yeah and like <laughs> it's well, like the fact that they're just like randomly look exactly like like they really should have touched on that like why that yeah. is but they didn't at all they just like accepted they're like, it oh there's just like, like when i swear in it they're like oh like there's a so-and-so chance that there's someone in the world who looks just like you and i was yeah. like okay cool no sorry i guess it takes like- two yeah i think that was on if that was it probably it was played maybe on disney channel but it would have been a lot later during the 2000s we had a lot of 90s shows played quite late on like nickelodeon or Mm -hmm. disney channel so like the amanda show would be played like at like 9 p.m on like nickelodeon or something okay yeah like like reruns like nick at we had nick at night which ended up like later on playing like full house and stuff right okay but I don't know if we ever got, like, we had Snick that was, like, on Nickelodeon, like, late at night. But that was still, like, the late mm. 90s, early early 2000s. Right. Yeah, see, we just had, like, Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, and Nick Jr. Uh-huh. Which was, like, kids, Nick, but, like, younger kids. Yeah, it was, like, for kids. Yeah, we had that, too. Yeah. And, like, Disney, Obviously. like, Disney XD or something. I okay. Don't know. That was... I don't know if we had that. That might have been, yeah, I don't know. It might have been after my time. I, yeah, that like might have been more like the, like, early 2000s. I don't, I don't know. But I, I, I haven't done much research into where and when they were here, where it was, like, uh-huh. on TV or where. But no, yeah, but I did see It Takes Two, sorry. No, yeah, It Takes Two on, like, TV once and being like, also, there is a film, right, and I, I have this distinct vision in my mind and I don't know if I'm getting it mixed up with something else but is there because I haven't seen all of their films actually I've seen a lot of them I've got the box set but there's a film I don't know if it's true where they're where we're mixing up with something else they're hitting a rug with like a rug duster thing and someone uh, maybe it's not even one of their films then and that's why I've never been able to find it (laughs) but they're like on a farm or something and they're like hitting a rug like you know when people would clean rugs and they'd hit them is are they younger they're younger and something about an ambulance coming is someone ill or no i can't i i don't think that's one of them there's like how the west was fun that that could be they were on a ranch though yeah there's no like i I, there's not i think i'm nothing where they're like on a farm yeah i think i'm my mind is confusing this with something, but I have this weird, like, I might have dreamt it, you know, when you, like, mix your dreams up <laughs> with reality. Like so f- oh, all constantly. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's exhausting. I'm like, what, did that happen? Did I get that text or was that a Yeah, I wake up and I speak to people and I'm like, oh, that conversation they have, we're like, they're like, no, never happened. Yeah, no, I, yeah, that, that, that happens with me all the time. <laughs> yeah, so I don't, um, I don't know too much about that peak in the UK here and like where things were where their products were or whatnot but I'm gonna look that up now because that's interesting to me 
Yeah, I always think it's interesting how, you know, Mary-Kate Ashley did, like, they did transcend borders, you know, in their in their celebrity, mm. but it was not as accessible in in other countries. So I always find like the people I know who live like in Norway that are really obsessed with them or Australia or the UK. I'm just like so fascinated by, because they must've felt like not as seen when they were like, like their fandom was so specific Mm. and not as common. I, I wonder how that would like impact like fandom later in life. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I mean, it's definitely not common for my age group or anyone I know. Mm-hmm. So it probably is for the people who are older than me. Um, and actually, when I did my s- survey, there was, let me just check, but it was something like the largest amount of people who answered were between 25 and 30. So okay, it yeah, that makes sense. an older, that makes sense with like timings of their career and everything. So it was interesting. Yeah, the whole thing. It's very interesting, and um, it's because how how old are you? Twenty one. So twenty one. Okay, yeah, yeah. I I do find that a lot of the people, at least that interact with my account, like some of them are twenty one. I almost get more followers that are either way younger than that, like twelve year olds. One girl messaged me, and she was eight, and I was like, I can't interact with you. What? Like, Wait, on she was Instagram? Like, Please be my friend. On Instagram, she had like this edit oh, account, no. like one of the like yeah. video accounts, which are so interesting because they are all friends and they are always so dramatic. Oh my, I, like, oh my god! There will be one where they're like, "There's one I saw that they were like, I'm done with this account. I give this account <laughs> to somebody else. Like, I'm retiring. Like, something so dramatic." <laughs> and then, like two days later, they're back. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, iconic. <laughs> This is like prime being like 12, oh right? Gosh, like everything yeah. is the end of the world. They'll like get in fights with each other and like drama. And they're like, to please check in on so-and-so. Like, I hope they're okay. I haven't talked to them in a day. <laughs> but this eight-year-old messaged me. And this was like a couple years ago, I think. Yeah. And she was like, please be my friend. I have nobody. And I'm like, girl, I am 28 years old. I cannot be friends with an eight-year-old. That's- like... <laughs> First of Please all, I just get offline. Yes. Yeah. Why? Oh my goodness! Eight-year-olds on Instagram, like it's. Just I know. Bizarre. and like that's bizarre in itself. But then, like having America and Ashley thing, like how did she get into it? How? Like I don't know. I think it's a lot to do with like Full House. Mm, yeah. And because a lot of the younger accounts, a lot of the young people that make these accounts. They are, they, it's all like full house content mm. or like Mary Kane Ashley being really young. Right. So I think there's, they start out watching like full house on Hulu or Netflix and then there's fuller house too. Oh yeah. So they just like get in the rabbit hole of that watching full house and then Mary Kane Ashley when they're younger, cause they like identify more with them. Mm-hmm. So I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, but I do get worried. There's some accounts that I've seen that are like really dark accounts let's just say like eating disorder accounts and like depression accounts that are private and they're like obsessed with mary kate and ashley and i'm like please stop please don't project that onto them don't put that on the internet please (laughs) i'm sure that they would not appreciate being like 
idolized in that way. In that way, no, of course not. Especially considering, yeah. like, Mary Kate's whole struggle back in the right. day. That's like, yeah. I mean, to, I do not blame them at all for not being online and being firsthand oh. interacting with their fans at all because you know you look back on all that stuff they went through in the early to mid 2000s and like it's just horrific like the amount of exposure I mean mm-hmm. for any celebrity during that era was right. terrible but and I've read a lot of things about the row and about their style evolution in regards to the way that they were perceived during those mm-hmm. times and the way that there was a lot of disgusting, like, sexualization of them at the wrong young ages and, like, how that... Oh, yeah, like, the countdowns oh, of don't. being... It's just... Yeah, and I did an episode on that, and it's just... It's just vile. Horrible to think about. It's vile. Yeah. It's just... And I was reading a lot about how, like, their revolutions and their style, like, their big sort of oversized stuff is very could be to do with that you know mm, and ha- that makes sense honestly like like Billie Eilish yeah. dresses like that and I think it's too like she wears a lot of oversized clothes mm. and I think a lot of it is has to do with like not wanting to be sexualized exactly and I think they had such a struggle with that and like Mary Kate's obviously struggle with her eating disorders and mm-hmm. other problems and stuff like that it's not I don't blame them at all for not being on the Instagrams. And... Oh, I think that for them, it has a lot to do with, like, self-care. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, we can't handle this. Also, they're so busy. They're so busy. Like, they don't have the time. time to be scrolling. They've got... They're businesswomen. They've got an empire to be running. Like, yeah. it's just... I don't know. I, it's interesting yeah. to me how... I wonder how many people... Because as much as it would be interesting to see what their Instagram would be like. It'd be interesting to see how many people really would want them to be on Instagram, you know? Mm-hmm. Because... I don't know if I'd want them to be. No, I don't think so either. I think knowing what I know about them, I, and I'm like, I, I want to care for them. So I'm like, no, don't come to the dark side of Instagram and like... Right, yeah. Just like, stay away. Yeah. I wish I didn't have it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I wish that there was media exactly we like don't come to the dark side exactly 100 and like also like like sort of the things i've spoke about in my study like the fact that they're not very hands-on with fans gives them this more sort of like godlike figure you know oh for sure uh, absolutely i think that if they were more accessible to their fans they wouldn't be as i i like almost like you were saying like high on the like hierarchy yeah of like the bourgeoisie like they wouldn't they do have that allure and i wonder i'm sure part of it is purposeful like maybe they're doing a social experiment in their lives (laughs) yeah their whole life's a social experiment i think it seems it's been that way yeah no i i i agree and i think it'd be interesting to know how much of their um like distant paparazzi shots are like marketed do you know what i'm saying yeah i mean obviously i understand that a lot of them are definitely are candids and like completely unstaged and stuff but sometimes i'm like they know what they're doing yeah they want to make a little glimpse in to like show their face and yeah a little bit of like Mm -hmm. their street style i think that maybe that could be and i'm not saying that they love 
you know, getting their photos taken by the paparazzi. But there were the photos that people on the street shared. And I only saw a couple of them, and I don't know which account posted them. But they look so pissed. Mm. Like, they know somebody's taking their picture. There's one of Mary-Kate in, like, her red sweater, and she's just glaring. Yeah. At the person who took the photo. Yeah. But those photos that they, like, the paparazzi takes, they don't necessarily have that glare. No, yeah. And maybe it's because they're so used to it and they're like, we can't even let it bother us. Yeah, I think. Like, they've let that go. Mm. They've let that anger go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But then when, like, a fan or a random person, like, sneaks a picture, it's like, come on. It's like, yeah, come on, man. Like, and even if, even if, you know, if I was to see them, like when I went to the row, I think the week before was when they were building it or setting it up and they were there. And I saw a few fans in London got photos with them. I was like, oh, if they're there next week. And if I saw them, obviously they weren't, they probably jetted off to somewhere else. Yeah. Went back to Long New York or, or like, Yeah. Um, I would, you know, politely say like, oh my God, like you are my life. Please may I have a photo. Right. But to like sit and like try and be like, awkwardly angle my phone and like it's just it's so invasive like so close to them i could see doing it when they were like far away mm. or something and they like don't notice yeah but when you're like two feet away from them yeah then that becomes an invasion for sure of privacy yeah 100 percent. um so i don't know they they're living their life and they're doing their thing and you know I just respect them so much for having their privacy and like demanding it as well and letting it. Yeah. Like, and having not letting boundaries. their past. Yeah. Not letting their past of having such a mass produced empire of their like selling them, not selling themselves as products, but also essentially they were like Mary Kate and Ashley was a product and it, it right. came with a set of ideals of what people expected them to be and what they had. And I just think it's so cool the way they like completely flipped the switch on it and was like, no, yeah we're like i mean no one never expects them not to be strong business women but they like really proved it now they were like look we are the real deal and yeah I, I feel like maybe people expected them like after they were 18 and you know gained total control of dual star mm. they may have just like slowly stopped doing stuff as much and they haven't done obviously acting in a long time no but I do think that, yeah, there is something interesting to be said that they just kind of like defied all odds and became even more powerful because of their allure. Yeah. And because of their like separation from like the fans. Because I've known people like someone, Arielle, who's been on the podcast, she met that she like ran into them after she had like a soul cycle <gasps> class. Or before she had like some sort of thing. Oh my gosh. Um, and she uh, she was like, I'm such a big fan. Can I get a photo with you? And Ashley said no. Oh. <laughs> I feel like it's such a mood for them that they're just like, they're just like no. yeah, maybe we will. Yeah. Like, today we won't. And I think there's so much power in that. Yeah. Like, what are they going to do? You never know. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, like, if I ran into them and was like, can I get a photo? And they were like, no. I'd be like, Okay. Yeah, I'd be like, thank you for talking to me. Yeah. I just, like, don't know what I would do if I was, like, trapped in an elevator with them. I feel like I would just faint or, like, throw up or, like, I don't even know. like, be really embarrassed. I-, I would, like, try and say everything I'd wanted to say to them and just, like, blurt out some, like, horrendous 
paragraph like oh i love you yes. and then like they'd be like okay goodbye and like i know yeah it'd just be, be like stumbling over my words like so nervous <laughs> yeah literally uh, but yeah if they like if i was like can i get a photo they're like no i'd be like good i'd be like good yeah thank good you. For you thank you so much for <laughs> denying me access do you want to punch me? hit me, hit me like, i know seriously i'd be like you can like truly like punch me or slap me and i would just like feel honored <laughs> which is probably a weird thing to say like i don't know if that's <laughs> no i'd be so for it i just yeah i just anything i'm just like yes come on and like oh i just love the man i get so like sometimes i think about them and i'm just like wow yeah i think that's su- super cool that you wrote like a paper in school on them yeah and, like, i mean studied the fandom and i mean what was your kind of like total conclusion well, my total conclusion, yeah, my conclusion was kind of just that. So the thing with it, the thing with the question was that I had to kind of speak about the theories and then apply that to a fandom, which obviously I did. But my conclusion was basically that um, the American Ashley fandom on Instagram, despite there being some moments where fans sort of hire, like stratify themselves in a hierarchy based on the obtainment of, objects which would be objectified cultural capital like I mentioned or whatnot and based on societal capitals and those executive fans who are you know Olsen Oracle and those like amazing accounts that are known for representing Mm. the community there's a lot to be said about fandoms where like Mary Kate and Ashley they transcend genres Mm -hmm. you know they had their whole celebrity star persona and that was the whole thing. They've got their high fashion brand, which is like high art, luxurious, high quality made clothing. But then they've also got a more mass produced line of Elizabeth and James. Yeah. They transcend so many different things. And the fact that they're not on Instagram themselves, but the community is, the theory doesn't, I mean, the theories are outdated anyway. And that's basically what I just said. Yeah. There's not enough to, in the theories to talk about, take into account all these different things, but basically just that the fandom is not so much concerned about the direct attainment of things or knowledge of things but there is more of a sense of um knowing and understanding their work you Mm -hmm. know and what they're doing understanding like we've been talking about like how we would completely understand their whole privacy and we're like great you do it that's kind of embedded in the culture of the fandom really through what people have said in their answers and through the um how they interact with the twins and how they interact with fan accounts it's more about um yeah understanding their work and respecting that and you know, there's an interest in their private life and their so and their lifestyle, naturally so. Mm-hmm. But it's not so um, like intense as it may be for other fandoms. Yeah, which I which I think is interesting, and I think it's really nice and really cool that that's the case, and it's not about like really wanting this like attention from a star or a, a right or like a you know celebrity or whatever you want to call them but right it's more about this sort of respect of and understanding of their work and what they do yeah i'm gonna plug in my computer really fast okay it's gonna die 
<laughs> like maybe I won't, maybe I'll have enough juice, but one thing. <laughs> I just moved, so I'm in a room that's just filled with boxes. Oh, uh, honestly. <laughs> I just have to like. Moving is like stressful. <laughs> yeah, we have just like a spare room that's just all of our boxes and a TV that my roommate is. <laughs> trying to fix and like a bed that we don't need oh my gosh it was just like <laughs> chaos just like leave it there i'm praying for you i my grandma moved recently and it was it's just it's stress they say it's the like second most stressful thing after bereavement really Mm-hmm. wow and i well i've moved a lot this year so <laughs> traumatized <laughs> traumatized yeah <laughs> Super stressful. That's a that's very interesting. Yeah, you're just full of fun facts. Mm. <laughs> I think that maybe academia is more valued in the UK, and I say that with no evidence. I just say that because like so many Americans are dumb. Like you know, I'm just like, oh, so many people voted for Trump. What the oh fuck? Oh my gosh, <laughs> the whole like, I mean. Yeah, being British and following the election is very... I mean, we can't talk. The British government are a mess and our prime right. minister is vile and... Yeah, and I, I say that with, like, knowing nothing about UK politics. I knew about Brexit. Oh, Brexit obviously. is just a big, hot mess. Boris I know, Johnson I'm like, when is... is it dis- I don't, I don't even know or... when it's happening. I think it's happening. We've had pushbacks and pushbacks and now it's like there's a no-deal Brexit and all of this stuff and... I'm just, I don't know. But yeah, our politics is a big hot mess as well. And, you know, I fully sympathise with the way that things... I mean, there's been a win for you guys with Biden, for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's that's It was so certain. Like, before COVID, I was like, Trump's going to get re-elected. But it's because, I think it's because of COVID Mm -hmm. and because of like... The Black Lives Matter and everything yeah. that I think that lost him the election. So yeah. not thank you, COVID. Obviously, COVID was <laughs> is horrible and it's killed so many people. Yeah. But it's almost just like, well, at least like one good thing happened. Yeah, I think <laughs> as a result of COVID. Exactly. And I think like with things like COVID and the pandemic, obviously it's such a horrific, crazy time, and everyone is just kind of like up in the air about what's going on ever. But, like, mm-hmm. just have to hope that, like, on the other side of this, everyone will, like, remember this sort of time and, like, use it as a way of being, like, we need to be nice to each other and we need to, like, s- sort some things out in our society for those mm-hmm. people who need it the most, et cetera, et cetera. So that's, like, the line I'm trying to think on at the minute. I'm, like, it's all awful now, but one day we'll be past it and we can learn from... Yeah, hopefully... Hopefully we can learn from this like tumultuous time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't I don't know enough about American politics, but I think I know enough to to sort of gauge what's going on. Yeah. I mean, I think that Amer- like things that happen in America are so so just influential around the world. Oh, that, like hugely. Like that you just like have just like everyone in other countries are kind of like uh-huh. paying attention to like what's happening in the US. Whereas I know nothing about, like, the politics of Germany. Like, I don't know shit about, like, yeah. I know about Brexit okay, and, like, that's about it. Yeah, no, I'm and the same. Johnson, so. I know no politics <laughs> of any other country other than, like, 
this one and the US. Oh, and like Loki New Zealand because of their amazing prime minister, whose name I don't even remember, which exactly proves <laughs> my point that I'm like, yeah, not really that like inept to talk about these sort of things. But it's interesting, yeah. and it's cool that I know Mary Kate and Ashley are also really progressive in that way. Good that they don't talk yeah. about it, yeah. and they, I mean. I say that just like knowing because I follow like their friends yeah 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 accounts and it's like they're gonna be more in line with like their friends Mm -hmm. and there's like one picture of them with Hillary Clinton so it's like like, (laughs) and I mean in their magazine in their like Mary Kay Ashley magazine they had a whole spread on like who's gonna be the first female president that's so cool and it's crazy how they like they were writing about that and like, or not, they weren't writing about it, but they, you know, had say over the articles. Mm-hmm. And so they were doing like touching on that in like 2002. They're just like ahead of their time in every single way. In every single way. Like, and like <laughs> every single way. I feel like they're just like actually like aliens from the future. And like, I, <laughs> they are like just, not aliens from the future, I guess, but like, but like if you were going to believe in like the lizard people conspiracy <gasps> theory, like they would be like the lizard people. <laughs> they would be like the queen lizards, just like those massive giant lizards you see when you go to like zoos. You know, like, I know that would be them because they just, yeah, no, I 100% agree. That's so cool that they did that in like 2000 what did you say 2002 did you say yeah it was like 2002 so awesome. whenever their ma- magazine was out yeah which i'm so bad about the dates of shit i'm like it's all just like a blur yeah but they were writing about like very progressive things in the early early 2000s which just makes me just admire them even more yeah that they just did their thing they were so educated and they were i mean it's I think people give, like, they think, like, people who are not in the fandoms and stuff, like, the normies who are just, like, we know who American Ashley are, we think they're weird looking, like, they look like puppets or whatever, like, what do American yeah. Ashley know? And it's, like, they're geniuses. They know, yeah. They work their ass off. Yeah. They, people who are, like, mad that they weren't in Fuller House, I'm, like, they are busy. I know, that's, like, <laughs> I saw someone, I can't remember what account posted it, and I commented on it, actually, and it was said something about how, you know, people were like, oh, why don't they act anymore? I miss them in acting. Why aren't they doing filler house anymore? And there's like a clip of them when they were like 12 and they're like, oh, we like acting, but we've always wanted to be fashion designers. And that's like our goal and our dream. And it's like people who want them to just do acting aren't fans. They're just nostalgic. Yeah. They feel like they have ownership over Mary Kane Ashley because of like consuming their things, yeah. you know, when they were younger. Yeah or being fans and i think that the real fans like the the real like loyal fandoms they don't like like you were saying like they don't feel like they have true ownership of them even when they own their products yeah. as much it's like they they admire their privacy and they admire those things yeah which is cool i'm like you aren't a real fan if you can like be a real fan and not own a single american ashley thing yeah but you're not a real fan if you don't respect Exactly. And understand their whole ethos of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of the conclusion I had from my essay. So that's great. I'm I'm super glad that I was able to have you on for you to talk about that. (sighs) But it's all so fascinating. Yeah. I'm just like 
going about life being like i like that i like their movies <laughs> like it brings me nostalgia i like talking about them yeah uh, but having like an actual like academic like paper on it is super cool yeah i felt quite lucky know? to be able to do that because like i said like i'm very sort of interested in the sort of psychology of celebrity and that sort of thing and given their like career path it's so interesting and obviously I love them so much and I was like oh my gosh I'm just gonna do a whole essay on them and (laughs) it was amazing so that's brilliant I wish I did something like that when I was (laughs) younger (laughs) or like in college what did you do in college um, I was a theater major, so I didn't really have, like, the opportunity to talk about, like, me- I didn't take any media classes or, okay. or anything. Okay. Um, I used to be really into theater when I was younger as well, like, big time. Yeah. I'm not as much anymore, yeah. but, I mean, I still like it, but I was really yeah. big on theater back in the day as well. Yeah, I think that maybe it was, like, kind of a useless degree, and I say that just because I'm like, I'm not doing anything right now, even though it's because like live theater and I hate zoom theater I hate it so much and so it's like yeah um I say that I'm like it's useless but I had fun so whatever yeah it's not useless (laughs) nothing you can ever do is ever useless like everything is a step to the that's true to the person you have become and the person you are and if you didn't do it I might not be here talking to you about this you never know yeah exactly if I didn't have a theater degree I if I wasn't like in theater I don't know what I would have I don't know done exactly instead so that's so true it wasn't useless no not (laughs) at all not at all um but thanks so much for having me on yeah thank you was there anything else that you wanted to like touch on or anything I mean I, mean, I don't know if you want to like plug where people can like find you or whatever. Oh, yeah, you can find me on when's this going up? Do you know? Um, it's actually going to be up on Tuesday. Oh, cool. Well, yeah, either Tuesday or Wednesday because I don't have any other episodes. I was like, I need to get something. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> on Instagram, but not. Um, but yeah, there's no more I really want to touch on. But um, that is it. I could have, right. I could have maybe got a bit deeper into the academic side a bit more but that was the most digestible way I could present my findings <laughs> oh well thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing like what you learned through your yeah, research I think you. that it's going to be really interesting especially you know a lot of the listeners do um they they give me feedback that they like this type of stuff and like okay. dissecting this type of stuff so it's gonna I'm really excited for people to listen to oh, I'm kind of nervous I hope people don't no people will love it it'll be great (laughs) you have like 300 plus responses um so i'm sure that some of the people that listen to the podcast um yeah shout out to anyone who filled it out listening i love you yeah and i know oracle also like listen sometimes so i'm sure she'll be very interested to see she is everything and i love she is iconic i love her too she's so and i love fun. you and i love your podcast <laughs> oh thank so you i, I love you to be on here. coming on i'm so glad you reached out to me oh that's well. great thanks for having me ah, anytime okay. all right bye see you later bye, bye.